Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Today, we have a few wonderful things in store. First and foremost, we have a new podcast co-host, Tony Del Sorbo, and I'm so excited to bring her on. Um, And then I'd like to share with you what we will be diving into today. We are going to be exploring the world of crystals, diving into the mineral realm. So, Tony, would you like to do a little intro for us? Absolutely. Um, so, you got my name perfectly, which is very important because I am uh, Tony Del Sorbo through and through. I am very excited to be here. My background, predominantly related to these topics, is psychological. Um, and as I've been getting more in touch with who I am, it's brought me more to a magical place. And I have you, Tosca to thank for that um, in all of your ritual stuff has brought me back to my witchcraft and sexually I do a lot of energetics work with men predominantly so not quite what Bella does which is fascinating <laughs> um, and so it's, it's very exciting to use energetics and psychology and sexuality to get in touch with other people and really connect to ourselves so I'm really excited to bring all of that and learn from all of you lovely witches. Mm, yay. And also, you're you're an amazing yogi. Oh, yeah. I always forget that. I'm just like, Tony's amazing in all places. I think you, I'm, that's a huge compliment. It's hard to take. Um, but yeah, I, I love yoga. And uh, yoga was a gift given to me through an injury. Uh, and I know that's a weird way to say things. But if I didn't get injured, I wouldn't have learned that I needed to slow down. And yoga helped me take my mindset from get there, get there, get there, which is very anxious, to you're there, be there. It's totally tight where you are. Um, So, yes, yoga. And that brings me to Buddhist things. And so I get a little passive. (laughs) So let me know if you need any of that stuff in the background. I'll just start chanting for you. Perfect. That's also beautiful. We're so happy to have you. Welcome to the show. So first and foremost, uh, what are crystals? I feel like crystals have risen in popularity in our culture. Um, So many people are getting into having rose quartz around and uh, doing crystal healing. But we we all wanted to go kind of to the root of it all and analyze, okay, what are crystals? What are they made of and why do they have healing properties? Uh, So Bella has an amazing quote she's going to share with us. I do indeed. It is from my favorite book about crystals, which is called Love is in the Earth, A Kaleidoscope of Crystals. It's by Melody. No last name. Appreciate that. Um, Okay. So the more scientific definition, the crystal is defined as any portion of a mineralogical body exhibiting characteristic internal structure and enclosed by symmetrically arranged plane surfaces intersecting at definite and characteristic angles. It is the regular form from which a substance tends to assume 
during the process of solidification through the inherent power of cohesive attraction. So that's pretty technical, but super interesting. The more esoteric definition, which of course I like more, is that crystals are the blossoms of the mineralogical portion of the earth. The recognition of the beauty and loving energies of these forms can greatly enhance one's personal development. They are the myriad fireworks of both creativity and individual universal energies. Mm. I'm so pretty. I love both of them. Mm -hmm. I'm such a huge proponent of understanding how the spiritual and the the scientific really do converge because mm. the deeper you get an understanding of like the geology behind it just makes the power that much more expansive mm. that's so true I remember getting into crystals through geology when I was very young. Uh, my t- family traveled all over the u s and at souvenir shops, especially ones that had like different Native American artifacts and stuff like that because I'd been to all these. Uh, places especially in the midwest or in the rockies and so on i just always was drawn to them and wanted to learn more about them so i find it very interesting how that came full circle (laughs) from rock tumblers to now (laughs) yeah it's it's really interesting that crystals are just a collection of atoms and molecules and we are just a collection of atoms and molecules and uh, we're different energetic forms and we have a lot to learn from each other i feel Um, But crystals really carry that, like, ancient wisdom, I feel. They've just been around a really long time, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting to see, like, what types of energies and properties we've assigned to certain stones. It's like, why was this stone said to have, like, this property, like, way back when? Mm -hmm. But I guess the way that I approach crystals as, like, a spiritual tool um, is kind of in a more practical sense because, you know, Certain crystals are said to have certain properties, but whether or not you believe that they inherently do or not, I think that the value in them is that they serve as a tangible, physical, visual reminder of the intentions we've set or whatever specific mindset or energy that we're trying to maintain. And our physical environment really does have an effect on our mental state. Like there's a reason why we're affected by certain colors and, you know, why like we want our space to to look a certain way because it makes us feel, you know, secure and safe. So, um, like, for instance, like, crystals like amethyst, they're said to have, like, a very calming, meditative energy. So, like, if you see your amethyst in your home and you're, like, really stressed out and you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be chill. (laughs) I just think, like, there's benefit in that just because, like when I first started learning about crystals, I was like, why, why do people like these rocks? Like what's up with them? And now I'm like, oh, okay. I see the connection between the physical and the mental and the spiritual, like, you know, we were all talking about before. Mm-hmm, totally. I, I feel like a lot of people will point to crystals and be like, oh, it's just a placebo effect. And, you know, there's really nothing wrong with that, even if that's the case, because a placebo effect means that you are the one creating the um, like result from the situation. It's like, well, everything that we believe in has power because we believe in it. So that's to me what spirituality is. Well, one of the many elements of spirituality. So I'm like, I'm all about it. Like, even if there's nothing magical about crystals. Right. 
That's so true. And like the placebo effect is something that's so largely frowned upon. But at the end of the day, our brains are infinitely complicated and powerful and we're not going to understand them, at least in this lifetime. So if it works, it works. (laughs) They say that the reason there's so much resistance to people accepting that the mind is that powerful is because then you have to take accountability for your reality. Mm. So I try and be a little bit more compassionate when I approach that topic of conversation with people. Um, Someone very dear to me just bought a rose quartz the other night without my provocation. Well, unless you count the last five years of poking, (laughs) because we gently poke with our amethyst. And um, it was wonderful because it really showed how even though maybe a year ago he was like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's a pretty pink rock. This time he was like, I could feel this. This rock wanted to come with me. And maybe he was drunk. Maybe he was just having a good time in the crystal (laughs) shop. Like, I don't know. But the fact that he felt that connection means that he's more open to receiving. And as soon as you're open to receiving, Mm. you know, the abundance just starts pouring. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Being open to receiving is such a huge part of healing. Because if you're resistant, nothing will get through for sure. Um, so how do we use crystals? For me personally, crystals were one of the first places I turned to, um, in my like spiritual journey. I think just because when you're a kid, you see like shiny things. (laughs) Um, actually I distinctly remember when I was like six years old, my mom took me to like a, like a new age hippie store. Cause she's a hippie and I stole a crystal. I like Tosa. saw this sparkly rock and I stole it. But like at that time I had no idea that I had to buy something. So I didn't mean to steal it, but I remember like taking it home and I was so excited and I showed my mom and she was like, you need to take this back. And so it was a learning lesson. I had to go to the store and apologize. And then she bought the crystal for me anyways. But that was my first crystal. And I was like, huh, I got a lesson out of that. Like, <laughs> What a journey. Yeah. Do you remember what kind of crystal that was? Uh, I believe it was just a regular clear quartz. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. though, how it was like it wanted to go with you and you just didn't quite know how to go about it yet. So you had to learn <laughs> that you have to pay for things. <laughs> There's an energetic exchange. Even sometimes these natural resources, yes. Mm-hmm. May the courts be with you. I'm sorry <laughs> I had to say How did you guys dive into crystals? Hmm, my first crystal I actually got at a shopping mall. In Australia when I was a little kid, because that's how I grew up, um, my mom used to work at a health food center in a shopping mall. And so I spent like a lot of time just tooling around in there, being bored. And I don't know if they have them here, but in Australia, they'll often be like little kiosks inside a shopping mall. And there was one that had all of these crystals. And I remember walking past it having... I guess no real concept of what that was and I saw one I was like I have to have that I have to own that so I bought it with my like little kid money um and it was an angelite which to date is still one of my favorite crystals Mm -hmm. and this one was so special I still have it I still use it all the time um it was always warm I used to keep it in my pocket and anytime I would reach for it it was warm and even when I would keep it like when I got a bit older and I'd keep it in my house I would go to touch it and it was always warm it's like still warm right (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I can remember my first experience 
like a young experience, but I know I had them because my mom was also kind of a hippie and her birthstone is amethyst. So right away when she's like, these are both stones and I'm April. So it was like diamond or whatever. I was like, but amethyst is calling to me. Um, so I, I always used aesthetic, like you were saying about, oh, do I like the way this looks? My brother was actually the one who was really into stones. He was the one who wanted to like do geology and all of that. So I didn't have any like crystal experience until really recently. I was having a rough time and I was like, this is the part of me that's hurting. This is what I need to connect with. And I looked some things up because God bless the internet. And <laughs> I found things that corresponded with the chakras that I was working with. And I got some crystals. Actually, Tosca gifted one of the crystals I was looking for. <laughs> twice she did that twice so two crystals in my collection are from you my rose quartz and my citrine I believe it was Uh, and then I really desperately wanted a crystal ball and I was like I need to find the right one I need to find the right (laughs) one and I ended up in house of intuition just because I was over there and one of the honey agates was screaming at me and so I spent more money than I should have and I bought her and (laughs) now I meditate with her probably once a week just hold her in front of my sacral Nice. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm glad you found the right piece. Uh, Well, kind of like I said earlier, it does stem from sort of an interest in um, almost the aesthetic. I was so drawn to them. I was like, ooh, pretty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I always collected them. And I have, I actually still do this. I have this belief of like, um, I do like to say to, you know, not take too much from the earth, but I like to do this borrowing thing. Sometimes I'll even go to the ocean and just get rocks that maybe are prettier wet than dry and you know maybe if you cracked them open it would look a little different inside (laughs) um but I like will would borrow them and have them on my bookshelf for a while and then return them to some other place in nature or the same place if it was like Mm -hmm. a hiking spot and then I discovered uh, my first uh like mystical or spiritual shop um back in Illinois I can't remember if it was before after I graduated high school but sometime around then um and then when I moved to LA six years ago, it just became even more accessible, obviously. Um, so my collection has just grown and grown. And I, I don't claim to be an expert at all. I am still very much just, there's so many to learn about. But I've had some really successful experiences with uh, crystal healing and um, manifestation uh, grids that I really like to keep on my altar. So I'm super happy with, like Tosca said, even if it is a placebo, like it's, the power goes where you decide to put it. And I believe that witchcraft is a lot about will. And if I will it, so it be done. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) I don't remember like my early experiences with crystals. I mean, I have like very vague memories of going into some shops and like putting my hands in all the bins and being like, rocks. Um, (laughs) But besides that, yeah, I think that my work with crystals has been uh, very recent. I kind of did like a swan dive into mysticism and magic when I uh, started my astrology business like a few years ago. So um 
one thing i have like sold a bunch of rocks at like ucla like crystal sets and it was really cool seeing a bunch of little kids coming up and buying the sets and like they'd be counting their quarters seeing if they had enough money for the sets and i was like you could just like have these rocks but besides that there are also a lot of geology students who are like super nerding out on the rocks being like oh this is like a a mica with like a hardness of like blah 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 and i was like i I don't know those types of properties but one of my favorite uses and we're going to do a separate episode about this but is with yoni eggs I personally, I know it's so like basic of me, but I love rose quartz. It's always going to be like one of my big loves in the crystal world. I have multiple rose quartz uni eggs, which is maybe some people would say excessive to have more than one, but whatever, I do me. Um, (laughs) I've just found so much profound healing from yoni eggs and specifically rose quartz. Um, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in an upcoming episode, but it can be used both as a physical strengthening exercise to the vaginal canal and then also energetic healing. And for me personally, I found it really, really helpful in my journey healing from sexual trauma. So that's Mm -hmm. my favorite and one of the main ways I practice with crystals. But honestly, if you're in my house, there's like crystals in every room, have them in my bathtub, have them on my desk, have them on my bedside table. Mm. Can't pick just one use. I've had a yoni egg for two years now, and I have never used it because I'm a little scared. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a lesson. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> the most practical way that I've really connected with my crystals is through meditation. So mm. using them to connect with a particular chakra, um, setting intentions. I like to have particular crystals that are, you know, for my altar, for my home, and then my travel size ones. <laughs> and so I'll have like travel size amethyst or selenite or something. And I mean, the the last time I used them with an intention, it was for surrender, um, mm. giving giving my ego up and trying to release on all that ancestral stuff that comes up that sometimes feels like you, but when you get quiet, you recognize that it's maybe not you. Mm. Um, and it really made for a very interesting artistic experience. I, uh, mm. I had them in my pocket in my acting class. Mm. <laughs> my partner was like, yes, this is you. This is what you do. Um, but it's, it's helped me to connect deeper with healing, whether it's letting go of a person who hurt my feelings yesterday or mm-hmm. the voice in the back of my head that's telling me that I'm not who I think I am every day, whatever that is. Profound. And it sounds, Tony, like you and I have really ex- similar experiences with crystals. I have a several like small pouches there's like a car set and like work and purse and like there's and like I change the altar based on like the season or wheel of the year and like we talked about in the Samhain episode Bella and I like to get festive with that um but also like going back to those grids and I do really like using them in crystal meditation actually Tosca and Shady went with me once to a place where I attended a crystal meditation um, and we, they like had some for us to use, or you could bring your own and you could place them on like the corresponding chakras. And it's like a thing you do at home, but it was really nice to do it in sort of like guided setting where they led us through each chakra. And I specifically really love using them for heart, throat, and sacral. 
um, mm-hmm. the most, but I definitely like to, you know, line it all up. Mm-hmm. So, so nice to resonate with you on that. I remember that event. That was that was very soothing. Yeah. I think I fell asleep, which maybe <laughs> I wasn't supposed to do, but that was great. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the way that I've used crystals, I haven't done too much complex work with them, but it, I just have so many crystals around my place. I mostly just like see the crystal if I'm freaking out or panicking I'll just like grab it and like just be in the fetal position for a minute and be like everything's gonna be okay (laughs) mostly with peacock or I think if I was a crystal I would be peacock or so there's a really cute cat moment going on so if I (laughs) said if I like pause everything the cat's yeah if I sound a little distracted it's because the cat Gustav is all over our sound guy. So, <laughs> podcast turned cat photo shoot. Oh, oh. he's well, okay. He wants to Gustav join us as part a co-host. Of the Gustav, what are your thoughts? Oh. I'll put this on our um, on our Instagram cat at Sex Magic Podcast. <laughs> Cats and crystals go really well together too. I've had Gustav be drawn to specific things. Mm. He also likes to knock them all off of my altar. Yes. <laughs> Bert has Just been little... going after my amethyst mm. pendulum for the last couple days. Mm. Um, also, he's all about all of the dried rose petals. Ooh. So my cat is having a field day on my harvest <laughs> altar. Right, just all up in it. Amazing. <laughs> so, uh, if I could, just shady, because I'm going to tap into that yogi thing. When okay. you said you fell asleep and you don't know if you were supposed to, <laughs> I want you to know that the most realignment happens when you're in your rest state. Oh. So, if a meditation leads to a really deep nap, it's because you needed it and just mm-hmm. owned that that mm. nap was for you. I usually you do blissful. need it. You yeah. seem so relaxed. I feel I, I fall asleep at like most things that I go to, like those like salt flotation, like. Mm-hmm like sensory deprivation chambers I like totally fall asleep in those so yeah very great resting for me crystal healing has happened in a multitude of ways I really enjoy uh, placing crystals on my body and doing meditation in that way but usually naked like I feel like if I'm nude and I let the crystals um, just be the only thing touching my body. It's just a really powerful experience. And similar to you, um, Phoenix, the the sacral, the throat, the heart. Um, I also really love putting a crystal on my third eye as well. Um, making crystal grids has been really powerful for me as well, especially when I lead ritual. Uh, before I, I lead a ceremony, I'll create the altar space and I'll, I'll bring a bunch of crystals and I'll let them kind of speak to me and who wants to be present for, for the ritual and for the magic. And I feel like it serves the community of the ritual really well. And people tend to find a crystal that really resonates with them. And so afterwards it's like, oh, this pyrite. Ah. <laughs> um, and and yeah, so so now I kind of want to dive into how we can incorporate crystals into our our love and sex lives in regards to healing, in regards to deepening intimacy with our partners and with ourselves. Um, we mentioned rose quartz, and I feel like rose quartz is just like it's the vanilla ice cream that we all just go back to. It's it's so perfect for. Mm-hmm. Thanks for ending with ice cream. I was sure you were gonna say vanilla sex, and I was like, hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't do my rose quartz like that. No. <laughs> well, the thing about rose quartz that's most pertinent is that it's self-love. Yeah. So mm. it would be the one that we all come back to yeah. because mm. where you are with how much you love yourself goes to how, how willing you are to receive the mm. love that you deserve or are wanting from a partner that's so true that's why it's such a good place to start if it if I whenever people ask me like what's a good crystal to start I always say rose quartz citrine selenite Mm -hmm. actually with my my love potion making I tend to have rose quartz um, surrounding the bottles Mm -hmm. and the herbs just to kind of charge the energy in in different ways um can I just also shout out chakrabs because they're fucking amazing mm-hmm. and they make the highest quality crystal sex toys in the world, I think, at least in America. But um, I just wanted to add they've added butt plugs and I'm really down for that wow. and I need someone to buy me uh, one. Yes, so please. any of my followers listening, I saw please those. send me crystal butt plugs. The Amazon wish list. Amazon <laughs> wish list, that shit. The so, obsidian ones, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the one that I really want. Yeah, I've been looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> So a few other crystals, um, ones that I specifically like to work with, especially uh, with the sacral, which is going to be by your sexual organs located by your navel, um, and it's responsible for creativity and sexuality. Um, I really like working with orange carnelian, um, especially any other crystal also that has any fiery color or comes from fire, like pyrite. I like red jasper. Uh, which also helps enhance the ability to sustain sexual pleasure. Orange carnelian is amazing um, to restore vitality to female sex organs. Uh, And I also would recommend red garnet and smoky quartz. Mm. I love all those. Mm. So good. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of people associate the sacral chakra as as the place of, um, you know, sexual energy. And it really is about creative energy as well. It's also your energy relationship or energetic relationship with your ancestors and with your family. Mm. You can do a lot of healing in different dimensions far beyond just sex. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And one of the things I wanted to add, it's not really sexy, but it is bed related. So I'm going to run with it is one of the, okay. So the way that Tosca and I met, this is going to seem tangential, but trust me, it ties back around (laughs) is she used to make these beautiful um, crystal candles. Do you still make them? I make them but by differently request. now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I bought this beautiful love magic crystal candle from her, and underneath, at the bottom of the candle, it had a little rose quartz. And my partner and I used this candle, and when it was all finished, I cleaned the rose quartz because it was a little bit waxy, and we placed it underneath our mattress, in between the mattress and the foundation of the bed, right in the center of our bed. So every single night, like we sleep on this beautiful rose quartz, love-infused, friendship-filled crystal. So that's a practice that I would recommend to anyone. It's so accessible. Like you can buy, honestly, a little tumbled rose quartz for like $5. Like it's very, very accessible. You can set an intention with a partner or by yourself. As we mentioned, Tony was saying, it's such a strong um, crystal for self-love. So it's a beautiful practice even without a partner. I really recommend that. And then another really accessible practice that I love is I sleep every single night with citrine under my pillow. Um, It's a very powerful crystal for blocking 
negative energy coming your way and I as a psychic person I have a lot of trouble sleeping um I just get kind of attacked in the evenings and I've found since I've been sleeping with Zadrine under my pillow I sleep so well like a little baby and I wake up so fresh and all of my clients that I've passed that along to have found the same so I wanted to share that little free that. tip that's the reason I have citrine earrings really? as well. Yeah, it's very good mm-hmm. for my long work days. <laughs> Speaking of um, bed, actually, the last thing I'll say um, about beds is that please, uh, a lot of people love putting selenite near their bed because it's so like pretty and it's great for energy, but it can be really, really activating and it keeps a lot of people awake. Um, so do move that away from your bed if you have it near your bed and you're having trouble sleeping. Like my bracelet. So for all of our listeners out there, we're going to be chatting about how to choose a crystal, different places you might be able to find them, and very important thing is how to charge them. So I personally really love feeling a crystal before I buy them. Um, I need to have that Uh, there's like a tingly feeling sometimes I get when I'm at the store and it's like you pick up one it's like ooh this one or "Mm, don't really get anything from this and so I feel like having that like tangible um, almost like a courtship with the crystal it's very important for me when I choose them I love that that's how I've chosen most of my crystals and then I I started to be quiet Right. Because I've always been drawn to occult stores and I always walk in and even if I don't have money, someone will be like, no, this crystal is for you. And I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have. But I also need this. And so lately I've been allowing myself to not be focused on anything but what my attention is or maybe what I'm looking to bring into my life. And then lately I've got gotten a lot of ringing in my ears. So the ringing, I follow that. The uh, vibrations. Vibrations, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and, you know, handy dandy phone, I just look it up and I'm like, okay, let me just be practical. Is this a crystal that's relative, related to what I'm looking to work on? Right. And, you know, usually if you follow your vibration, it takes you there. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. And I know this sounds like totally basic and kind of like new age, like BS, but seriously, like whatever crystal calls to you or just the ones that you're naturally drawn to or attracted to for some reason are probably ones that you need. Or at the very least, I see it as like a fun, self-reflective exercise. If you go into a crystal shop, you know, just not knowing anything about crystals and just pick out the ones you think are pretty for some reason. And then I think it's fun if you go back home, look up the energy associated with them and kind of reflect on it. It's like, huh, you know, I wonder why I was drawn to that one. Did I need this? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, But, you know, at the same time, if you're a little bit more well-versed with crystals and have a specific intention that you're trying to achieve, you know, it might be good to, yeah, definitely look that up and then go in with um, a little bit more of a targeted strategy (laughs) plan of crystal attack (laughs) yes those are great um so some of the ways that you can cleanse crystals i want to preface this by saying different crystals like different things so do please look up what your crystal needs and likes because some of them for example like deteriorate in water some of them deteriorate in salt um so and those are two of the most common methods um the ocean is a beautiful place to charge your crystal both in the sand and in the water 
um to that end any kind of flowing water is really beautiful so definitely like rivers lakes even i use i have a reverse osmosis <clears throat> tap filter so i ooh, will same. even ooh, reverse osmosis sister fancy water <laughs> um i'll even charge my crystals under that um you can also charge them in flowers so you can like rose quartz of course is amazing in rose um i like to do lavender in amethyst um what else you can surround them in light you can smudge them that's a nice way to handle things with sweet grass cedar sage did we talk about salt we did a little bit so we can do in salt in salt water and also for the charging Mm -hmm. um i like to put them out on dirt yes or other earth items outside when I'm charging them, if I need to protect that, like in certain seasons, there's a lot of condensation and some can never touch water. So make sure when you buy your crystal that you look it up, find out what it's made out of and whether or not it can touch water. Because this is a thing that I, I had to go make myself a list because I was like, oh my gosh, I would have never known that unless I looked. But also I didn't know that you can put hematite and pyrite together yes. to benefit mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, so a lot of crystals that pair together well too. Yeah, a lot of crystals like support each other in cleansing and healing. And then I also wanted to add because I've never heard this one before, but this is a tip from my Love Is in the Earth book, is that you can soak crystals in brown rice for 24 hours, and the rice balances and centers the energy, removing negativity and dissipating and transforming the negative to the positive. Ooh. So I thought that was really really cool. I've never heard that before. And then after 24 hours, you can boil and eat the rice. Oh. That sounds delicious. Super I mean, I don't know it. if I would want it actually because, like, maybe the rice is absorbing all of that. Just like, mm. just like with the iPhones, you yeah. put in the bag of rice oh, and yeah. it <laughs> charges crystals and fixes iPhones. I wouldn't eat that rice. Though. Yeah, yeah probably. Rice. Disclaimer: <laughs> Don't do that at home. I love charging my crystals with moonlight, mm. especially full moon. However, sometimes I, I will put them out to correlate with the different phases of the moon. Um, Maybe some black tourmaline out for the new moon to really get into that like deep dark place for protection. Uh, I also like to to keep in mind where the moon is. Um, Like if it's it's a moon in a full moon in Gemini, well, that's my sign. So I'm definitely gonna wanna put my crystals out for that one. Um, But if I don't feel like the, the moon is in a, placement that i feel resonant with i'm like mm, not this month yeah. it's fine mm-hmm. also, i don't right. do it every time either intuition yeah. mm-hmm. some people prefer to do them on new moons and some people prefer to do them on full moons do mm-hmm. you have a preference again it really depends on like what what i'm feeling and what i need to work on right now i would say like i would go with full moon mm-hmm. just because i i need that extra luminosity um to balance out my like deep winter hibernation vibes (laughs) that I've been descending into. (laughs) Yes, winter is coming. We must prepare. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much. I hope that you find the crystals of your dreams and they guide you. Uh, We've really enjoyed sharing all of our insight and experience with crystals and minerals. And another welcome to our lovely new co-host, Tony. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yay, Tony. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for the Sex Magic Podcast. You can find us at sexmagicpodcast.com, on Instagram at sexmagicpodcast, or send us an email or recorded audio clip if you'd like us to answer your question live. 
at sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com.